welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and a multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you are looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, Look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I am so happy that you pushed play today because I think that today is a very special episode in the sense that I will be sharing with you 12 principles to living a happy and fulfilled life. And The way that I was inspired to come up with these principles and the way that I was inspired to record this podcast episode today was last week I was having, you know, I was having a day when I was just a little bit too much in my head. Um, Yes, it happens to me, happens to the best of us. And I wanted to create this kind of like a North Star Um, document in my journal or this guiding principle or this kind of like textbook or um, like this thing that I can go back to anytime that I feel like I am off track or I am veering off track or I'm getting way too far in my head or I'm losing sight of who I am or I'm losing sight of what has gotten me to where I am today or if I am chasing the wrong things or focusing on all the wrong things or if my focus is going in a million different directions, which happens to the best of us. And as you guys know, the key to success is to focus on the most important things in life and just put your blinders on to everything else that's going on around you. And so I wanted to create this this 
document that I have now in my journal. For those of you are who are live streaming with me right now, you can kind of see it. It's in my journal. And I actually posted this on Instagram and Facebook a couple like minutes after I wrote it and it seemed to resonate with a lot of you. And then I emailed it out. It seemed to resonate with uh, most of you. And so I wanted to put it into podcast form and kind of share with you how I came up with it if there are any stories that go along with each principle. Um, and, you know, and I'm so curious to hear your thoughts. I'm so curious to hear which one res- which ones resonate with you. Um, and also to, you know, take in some of them, uh, write it down on a piece of paper, and then practice living your life accordingly. I think that these are pretty universal for all of us, no matter who you are, where you live, where you're from, what you've experienced so far in your life. I think that you will, um, you really will be led down the path to a happy and fulfilled life if you follow these principles. So I'm just going to dive right in. I won't keep you waiting any longer. Um, This podcast episode is simply so that I put this into spoken words so that you can listen to it, whether you are driving right now, whether you are, I don't know, cleaning your house, doing the dishes, getting ready for the day, no matter what it is that you're doing, that you can listen to these. And so these can really start to um, seep in into your subconscious mind as well. Okay, so principle number one to living a happy and fulfilled life that I have here is number one, forgive your past, forgive it unconditionally, forgive everyone involved, including you too. Life's too short to hold on to things that weigh us down. And I know that I'm like a broken record when it comes to forgiveness, but I have truly found in my life that forgiveness equals freedom. And I think that so many people are chasing after their goals or they're they're going after their visions and they're um, running on this path to success, whatever their path might be. And most people are holding on to weight. Like they have a very heavy backpack on them or like in um, the metaphor that worked so well for me about a year ago when I received a breakthrough session in my NLP master practitioner class um, was, you know, Catherine, like you have so much potential within you, but you are also going after this potential, going after your goals and dreams with this chair attached to your foot. And how easy is it for you to run to success or run to your destination or even walk? You know, any movement is movement and any movement counts. But how difficult is it when you have a a chair literally dragging behind you? And so even though you're doing everything right and even though you are going to achieve success, you're going to get to your destination. But if you carry this heavy weight with you, you're going to, it's going to take you so much longer to get there. And you're just going to arrive there with the same baggage, um, that you have, that you had when you just started and how happy and a fulfilled life really is it if you have everything that you want, but you don't feel freedom. You have everything that you do that you want, but you're not fulfilled. You have everything that you want, but you're not happy. 
And a lot of us just hold on to things. And it's not just forgiveness of, you know, the, the, the worst things that happen in life. It's not just forgiveness of trauma. It's not forgiveness, um, even though it is, it doesn't have to be that. It can also be just letting go of what happened yesterday, letting go of the fact that someone cut you off you know, on the way to work today or letting go of the fact that, you know, your spouse was a grump when you woke up this morning or letting go of the fact that, you know, someone said something to you and, you know, it just so many people let the tiniest of things, you know, get in their way of being happy. And I think that the moment you just start forgiving everything and forgiving everything unconditionally, forgiving yourself, forgiving everyone in your life, you are going to fly. Because again, like how can you fly if you have so much weight weighing you down? Principle number two is be grateful just for being alive. There were no guarantees to you waking up this morning. Don't take it for granted. I mean, seriously, you guys, is was there any guarantee to you waking up this morning? Is there any guarantee that you would have lived up until this point today of however old you are or however life you have experienced? You know, did you have a document when you were born that guaranteed that you're going to be happy, healthy and alive up until whatever age that you are right now? Just the fact that you have already gone through so much and you have, you know, that you have been through so much and you've experienced so much and, you know, even the good and sometimes the bad and the ups and the downs, like everything that happened to you led you up until today. And so you have made it this far. And that is the first thing to stop taking for granted. That is the first thing to appreciate. But also every single day that you wake up and open your eyes, it's like anything could have happened to you yesterday. Anything could have happened to you overnight. You know, we all hear stories of people who go to bed and for some reason never wake up. You know, their life purpose, um, whatever it might might have been on, you know, the planet at this time, it is over for them. They've accomplished it. They've achieved it, you know, and now they're they're gone and who knows what happens after we die. But the fact that you're still alive today means that you still have a purpose on this planet. You still have lives to change. You still have things to accomplish. You still have desires to achieve. You still have relationships to form, friendships to form, fun to have, businesses to build. You know, whatever it is that you desire, the fact that you woke up this morning is such is such an a clear sign like I can't think of a more clear sign that you still have a purpose you are still here for a reason anything could have happened to you yesterday anything could have happened to you overnight so please you guys don't take it for granted be grateful I think that the first thing I do every single morning not I think I know is the moment that I sense that I'm awake, I say thank you. Like the moment that I sense that I'm awake, I say thank you. Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm still here because it means I still have a purpose and it means that I still get to put myself out there and somehow in some way allow my my words, my my content, my you know experiences, the lessons that I learned, everything that I share with you guys, I know that the fact that I woke up this morning means that I still have more to share with you. And I don't take that lightly. Principle number three, normalize success, hang out with successful people, learn from successful people, model successful people. 
The faster you identify yourself as successful, the faster you'll become it. I think that the biggest mistake that I have made most of my life because I grew up really poor um, is that I always separated myself from wealthy and successful people, meaning that even when I was around them, I still felt this barrier between them. And something that I've learned is that, you know, all people have the same needs. All people have the same basic desires. Everyone is a human being. Everyone's imperfect. Everyone just wants to be loved. Everyone just wants to love. You know, like we have more similarities than the media or society or our conditioning has led us to believe. Like we are so much more similar um, than we think. And whether, you know, billionaires have the same needs as millionaires millionaires have the same needs as people who are broke or poor or whatever you know however you want to call it we are all human beings we're all source expressing itself through human form and i think that as the as long as you see this the separation between you and success you're always going to be separated from success and something that I started to do actively in the last two years is to normalize success. Because you guys, success is not normal. It is normal now and it became more no normal as I grew up, you know, as I became older because I watched my mom climb the ladder. I watched my stepdad climb the ladder. I watched two immigrants who came here completely broke poor, put themselves through college, um, not speaking a word of English and work themselves up to having success. And so success wasn't like this thing that has never been experienced in my family. But growing up, you know, we as immigrants came to the United States on with just $900 amongst the five of us. It was my mom, my dad, me, grandma and grandpa. And we moved in with a bunch of other of our family members. I think there was like three families living in this like two or three bedroom townhouse. And about six months later, as we're like, you know, putting our feet on the ground and whatever, because I was a baby, it's not like I remember much of this, but I hear a lot of stories now and I am being encouraged to dig into stories just for my own healing purposes. Um, you know, the, the 1994 earthquake in Northridge completely destroyed that apartment building and my parents in the middle of the night my whole family ran out on the street and just watched this uh townhouse complex apartment complex whatever you want to call it completely crumble and all of a sudden my family's homeless and it was actually um the red cross at the time was going up and down the streets making sure everyone's okay making sure everyone has their needs fulfilled everyone has food water you know like everyone has clothing and shelter and it was only then when my family legit thought like, oh my God, we're freaking homeless, that the red, someone in the Red Cross gave my family a bunch of resources about all this government assistance that exists that my family had no idea existed. And so then we moved into this really tiny apartment and it was like one bedroom, one bathroom. And I don't remember much of that apartment, except I remember how it looked like. I remember being young. I remember chaos. I remember stress. I remember you know, um, physical abuse. I just remember so much, you know, if you've listened to my forgiveness podcast now, you'll know that there's just a lot that happened in my childhood. And my dad was a dishwasher. My mom put herself through nursing school. And so growing up also, I had a friend, um, 
whose family became wealthier, you know, earlier, started having money earlier than my family. And I just remember that I always felt separate. Anytime I would see nice things like Chanel bags and nice cars and all this stuff, like I was always told you can't touch that or um, you can't have that or be careful, that's expensive. And so I always felt separated from success. I always felt separate from wealth. And, you know, actively I had to train myself to see myself as one with everyone that I wanted to see myself as one with, right? Because there is a law in the universe, the law of oneness, that we are all one to begin with. But I had to see myself, I had to identify myself, be successful in my mind long before I saw it, um, you know, in my external reality. And I remember the first time when I recognized what normalizing success meant was in May of this year, I remember sitting in my mastermind um, and just looking around at this this group of people and everyone were like talking. We were having some sort of intermission in between speakers or in between whatever we were doing. And I just remember looking around and be and just looking that every single woman in the in the mastermind has like a designer bag. All the men have these designer shoes. Everyone drives nice cars. Everyone in the room is making at least seven figures or above. And I just remember looking around the room being like, wow, I feel so normal in this room. Like this feels like the new norm. Like success is normal in here. That's expected. <laughs> like, like, you know, it, it was just such a surreal feeling for me. And I think that's the first time when I really understood this principle of when you hang out with successful people, when you learn from successful people, when you model successful people, when you identify yourself as successful, that's when you will become successful. And identity, of course, is everything, uh, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a couple principles. But the moment you identify yourself as I am successful, the faster you'll become successful too. Principle number four, only put the most empowering words after I am. Again, we're going back to identity. Your words don't just describe your reality, they determine it. And I think that so many people, they talk about their external circumstances um, and they don't realize that by talking about their external circumstances of like, I'm broke, it's not working out, people don't want to buy from me, I don't have clients, you know, um, I hate my apartment, you know, whatever goes through their, whatever they speak into existence, I think that most people don't recognize that what they're saying on a consistent basis is perpetuating that reality. So sometimes people think that they are just describing their reality as it is because they are just speaking it as like, you know, they're looking around. So to them, it's truth. But most people don't realize that they're perpetuating that reality because the more that you say it, your words, they also keep determining your reality. And the way to change your reality is to change your words. And in NLP, something that I learned last year was that there's five levels of change. There is environment, environmental change. You can change your behaviors. You can change your beliefs, your values, and your identity. And it's kind of like this ladder. And identity sits right at the top because when you change your identity, when you go into the identity level of I am blank, everything else trickles out. For example, this is a very overused example in the NLP community, but I want to share it again. Um, and I've started using it more as, a, you know, the example that I typically share is um, 
like with dieting. But there's an example in the NLP community, kind of like a smoker versus non-smoker. Like when you say, I am a smoker, you know, what do smokers do? They smoke. When you say, I am a non-smoker, do non-smokers smoke? No, they don't. And so therefore, they're not going to behave like smokers. They're not going to smoke. They're not going to hang out around people who smoke and so on and so forth. With the diet community, I think that a lot of people, they go right into the environmental change. They think that by getting a gym membership or by going on a diet or by um, throwing out all the junk food in their house, right? Like, you know, it's Monday, I'm gonna start a diet today, I'm gonna open my fridge, throw out all the junk, go buy healthy food and go join the gym. And that's great, but it's change at the environmental level. And I think that most people don't realize that even though they're making these changes on the surface level, which is great, they also have to dig deeper and also change their, and and sometimes behaviors and environment go hand in hand. So if you change your environment, you're probably changing your behavior. Like that day, you're going to eat a healthier meal. That day, you're probably going to exercise. And so behavior fits in there too. But people, most people stop there. And they don't realize that you also have to change your beliefs. If you believe that you're always going to gain weight no matter what, if you believe that your genetics are predetermining your weight for the rest of your life, if you believe that you're forever going to be, you know, the extremely skinny guy or the overweight girl or whatever, whatever you have identified yourself as, then it doesn't matter what you eat, doesn't matter what you do, your beliefs are going to drive those behaviors where after a week, you're going to be so much more likely to give up on this diet and give up on this exercise program because you don't believe it's going to work for you. You don't believe you deserve it. You don't believe you're capable of achieving the healthy fit body. Or, you know, in the smoking example, you don't believe that you're able to quit smoking. You don't believe that you are a non-smoker. Um, And then there's also values, you know, what you value about life. If you believe, you know, if you identify yourself as hot, fit, sexy, you know, healthy, um, radiant with tons of energy, if that's who you are at the identity level, you're going to value different things in life. You're not going to value going to the club. You're going to value going to bed on time. You're not going to value eating out at McDonald's. You're going to value eating at, you know, some salad place or some healthy restaurant. Think of whatever your favorite healthy restaurant. Um, and, uh, you know, again, from identity, you value something differently and then you behave, no, you believe something differently and then you behave a different way. And then at the environmental, uh, at the environmental level, that's kind of what I call reality. And so that's where your reality is. And so changing things in your reality, the fastest way to do it is to go right up to the identity level. And so only putting the most empowering words after I am will create that new identity for you. And besides just waking up and saying thank you, something else that I've started to do about a couple years ago is I immediately start running through my I am's. And I immediately start running through the most empowering I am statements that I could think of that morning. So every single morning I wake up, I say, thank you so much for waking me up, universe or infinite intelligence or God or whatever you believe in, angels, um, higher self, you know, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for being here on this planet today. I am amazing. I am fulfilled. I am happy. I am successful. I am wealthy beyond measure. And I just go on this rant of I am. 
because I want these phrases to determine the rest of my day. And it's so important to do this first thing in the morning and I'll share with you in principle number six why it is. Um, but moving on to principle number five, feed your mind and feed it often. If you don't take in positive content daily, someone else will feed you their garbage instead. And this is something that I noticed, especially like anytime I go, you know, if our travel schedule gets really crazy or if I um, don't keep up with my daily reading or daily listening to podcasts, which I'm so proud of you for listening to this right now, because that means that you're taking in inspiring content today. So congratulations on living principle number five. Um, if I'm not listening to podcasts, if I'm not listening to audiobooks, if I'm not hanging out with a positive person, um, I notice that I start to normalize negativity. And I notice that so much that goes on in the world is just a bunch of garbage. It's just a bunch of other people's limiting beliefs floating around. And even like what I've noticed and Brennan and I, part of our kind of like unplugging and not taking life so seriously and just giving ourselves a good laugh at the end of the day, we like to go on Instagram and we like to look at really funny memes. Um, so there's like various accounts that we like to go on. We just like to scroll and look at memes. And something that we've noticed is a lot of these memes are so low vibe because most of the world is living and is stuck in this lower vibration. And they've normalized, you know, hating Mondays and waiting for Friday. And they've normalized things going wrong in life. They've normalized, um, just so much negativity, like so many negative circumstances, and it's just expected. And I think that even the most successful and the most um, positive and high vibration people often get sucked down into it too. And if you turn on the news or come across an article, you know, everyone is everyone is directing your focus and your attention to what's wrong in the world. And of course, we listen because our minds are, you know, several million years old now, as Tony Robbins always says, like your brain is a two million year old device that's just programmed to focus on what's wrong and what's missing in the world because we have to have, we have, that's part of survival. Part of survival is asking yourself, oh my God, what could go wrong and how am I going to survive it today? And in the modern day world, especially when you're actively working on a happy, fulfilled, inner peace filled, um, you know, just happy life, you need to focus on what's good in the world. You need to focus on the positives. And we're naturally not programmed to be that way. We have to actively train ourselves to be this way, which is why I do my personal development mind food like a broken record, like a robot. I don't even negotiate with it anymore. I just open, I open my eyes, do my I am's, I say thank you, and I open my book and I set a timer for 30 minutes. And every morning for 30 minutes and every evening for 30 minutes. And I refuse to allow other people's or societies or what's normalized in the world, you know, the garbage to come inside my mind. I want to keep it as clean and clear as possible, which is why I don't watch the news. And I know that there's like this argument that people like to argue saying that if you don't know what's going on in the world, you're an ignorant person. Well, I always challenge that with, I know, you know, I have a vision of how I'm going to help the world in my way. I know I have a vision of how I'm going to, you know, impact um, the world and influence positive change. And in order for me to do that, in order for me to change, you know, first myself, 
then my family and my friends and then helping, you know, by helping them, I then am able to influence my community. And by influencing my community, it can then influence my city. By influencing my city, it can influence the the country, uh, the state, and then the country, and so on. Um, and you can also do this, obviously, online. With the online world, you can hit many parts of the world. Um, which is so freaking cool, but I know that the only way that I'm going to be able to raise the consciousness of the planet is if I keep my mindset clean, is if I don't focus on what's wrong in the world, is if I do have tunnel vision from time to time and just focus on being the change that I want to see in the world, being the good that I want to see in the world, um, uplifting people, encouraging people. And, and, you know, it, from a low place, when I get into a low place, I can't, help anyone. I cannot inspire you. I can't uplift you. I can't tell you anything good because I'm feeling negative and low myself. And so I have to actively push it out, push out that garbage and feed my mind positive content every single day. And it doesn't just have to be content like books and and podcasts and audiobooks, although that's um, the easiest way to do it. It can just be surrounding yourself with people, surrounding yourself with positive people, um, going and helping organizations, you know, volunteering your time at the animal shelter or a homeless shelter or something like that. Just, just seeing how much good there is in the world. That's what you want to feed yourself every single day. Principle number six, spend the first five and last five minutes of each day visualizing your ideal outcome as if it's already done. This is the time when the subconscious mind is most impressionable. This is something that I learned from Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's called Five Minutes Before You Sleep. If you don't know, um, if you want to hear him talk about it, just go on YouTube and look up Five Minutes Before You Sleep by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And funny enough, in a lot of the older texts that I'm reading right now, like The Magic of Believing, and I I don't remember what I... There's some other book that I read last week um, that was also an older text where every single one of them talks about the subconscious mind is most impressionable five minutes after you wake and five minutes before you go to sleep, which makes sense why now, you know, the first thing I say is thank you. And then I say my I am's and then I open my book and start reading within the first like five minutes of my day. And every single night before I go to bed, I look at my goal board and all of my goals are written as if they've already happened. So all I do is I say them to myself out loud and as my head hits the pillow, I visualize all of my goals as if they're already done and I go to bed feeling as if they're already done. I ask myself if I already accomplished, you know, number one, number two, number three, number four, I think I have like six on there. How would I feel? I would feel accomplished, right? I would feel so fulfilled. And so I go to bed focusing on feeling accomplished and feeling fulfilled and just seeing as much as I can um, of what it would look like as if it's already done, as if I already lived those goals in the past, as if they've already happened. And that's the key because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. And so if you tell your subconscious mind that something already happened, if you tell it enough times, if you show it enough times by putting these pictures in your mind, then it's literally going to your subconscious mind will literally be convinced that it it already happened. And so therefore it must be reflected in your reality. And that's kind of like the, the subconscious manifestation right then and there. Principle number seven, only wish upon others what you would wish upon yourself. Envy, jealousy, and greed is an illusion. 
everyone can win in the limitless universe. And I love number seven because I spent so much of my life being jealous of others. I spent so much of my life being envious of successful people. I spent so much time in my life being envious of my childhood best friend because she had all the nice things that I wanted to have. And I know that oftentimes when we don't have tunnel vision on in the world of entrepreneurial um, entrepreneurialism, we often, you know, we're happy when we're successful, but we're unhappy when there's other people around us who are also successful. Or we constantly feel like we're in competition with each other, especially those of us in the same industry. And we just have this like this feeling of scarcity that overcomes us thinking that if oh my god if you know my people are also following her or my people are also buying her courses or or you know she signed up to um be their client too then they're not going to like me anymore they're not going to listen to my stuff anymore i'm not going to be the the person who changes their life anymore no one's going to listen to me no one's going to give a crap about me and we think that there's such a scarcity of how many people that are out there that we could impact and and change and influence and we think that there's a scarce you know amount of money to go around and we think that there's a scarce amount of accomplishments to go around and we just we get so stuck in this scarcity mindset of like you know running out of time running out of money running out of people to buy our things or running out of um you know whatever it is whatever industry you're in whatever you do for a living whatever you're experiencing in life whatever is happening in your surroundings i just want to remind you that in this limitless universe everyone can win and there is no room for envy jealousy and greed in fact when you see someone else accomplish something that you want, it is a freaking sign, you guys, that you have already drawn it into your reality. Because if you weren't already vibrating on the same frequency of whatever it is that they have, they wouldn't have it either. Like you would miss the whole fact, you know, that they have it too. You wouldn't even see it in your own reality. It wouldn't even enter your mind. It wouldn't enter your perception. It wouldn't enter your consciousness. So the fact that someone else has already accomplished something that you want or has something that you want or the title or the the New York Times bestseller or whatever it is, is proof that you can have it too and you're already on the right path. And the only way to screw it up is to get envious or jealous because the version, ask yourself, the version of yourself who already has these things, are they experiencing envy or jealousy? No, there's no room for that, right? And so therefore, feeling those feelings is the fastest way to cut it off. And by feeling happy for others, it's the fastest way to invite whatever it is that they have that you want to into your life faster. And it's also a sign of not only just what's possible, but also what you want. Sometimes when you feel that pang of envy or jealousy is kind of like this signal from your subconscious saying, hey, maybe you should put this on your desires list too. Maybe you should also um, achieve this. Maybe you should also go after this. And here you go. This is proof that it's possible for you too. Um, and I love, you know, only wish upon others what you wish upon yourself. I think that so many people get stuck in like wishing others ill or wishing that someone else loses whatever that they have or, they, or that something bad happens to them. And I want to remind you that your subconscious mind 
which if you want to know more about the subconscious mind and how it works, I have a great podcast episode for you. It's, um, oh my God, I, I need to write down these numbers of my podcast episodes, but if you scroll down, you will find one where it says, you know, how the subconscious mind works or something about the subconscious. And I share with you kind of the prime directives of the subconscious mind. And one of them is that your subconscious mind takes everything personally. So anything you say to someone else or anything you say about someone else, like when you gossip or whatever, or if you're saying even something kind about someone else, your subconscious mind always thinks that you're talking about yourself. So if you wish ill upon others, or if you wish, you know, failure upon others, or if you wish that something bad happens to someone else, you're actually wishing that upon yourself and your subconscious mind will actually manifest that in your own life. And so the key to always manifesting positivity and happy circumstances and happy things in your life is by wishing that same reality upon others, because it's always going to come back to you, you know, even basic law of attraction, like attracts like. Whatever you put out into the universe is going to come back to you. Or if you want to look at it as the law of karma or also known as the law of cause and effect, you know, the seeds that you plant, they're going to sprout the plant of equivalent to whatever seed you put in the ground. And so if you're putting the seeds of envy and jealousy into the ground, it might not happen right away. But when those plants come alive, when those flowers bloom or whatever it is, um, that's going to show up in your reality, right? It's inevitable. It's going to come back to you. It's going to show up in your reality too. Number eight is give and give every day with zero expectations. Be the good that you want to see in this world. Um, I think that for this one, you know, this one's pretty self-explanatory, but I also want to remind you that I think that so many people wait to receive before they give. And that is such a backwards model because if you think about, if you take it literally how the universe works, where what you put out comes back, like attracts like, if you're not putting something out, if you're not giving, how can you receive? If you're just waiting on receiving, the universe is also waiting on giving. And so the key to activate this um, cycle of giving and receiving is to first give and give without expectations. Because if you give with expectations, you're also gonna receive with expectations. There's gonna be some sort of condition to your receiving. If you also wanna receive unconditionally, you have to give unconditionally as well. Um, and, you know, this just goes for, you know, this just goes for everything. Like, give without expectations and be the good that you want to see in the world. If you want to see more giving people in the world, then be a giver. If you want to see more loving people in the, the world, then start giving more love. If you want to see more, um, you know, people being active in organizations around the world or, or people donating more money or people helping more um, of the needy or people who are helping inspire other people or whatever it is, if you want to see more of that in the world, be that example first and foremost, because you will attract more of that reality to you. The world will start to shift and to change and to show you more proof of what you are doing first and foremost, which in this case, giving, finding more giving people. Number nine, don't believe the story that's been limiting you. You are not your personality, limiting beliefs, disabilities, behaviors, or habits. You are source expressing itself through the human experience. You are whatever you choose you are. And this is such a big one for me, you guys, because 
my whole life, my whole childhood, I was always labeled, right? We, we have all kinds of labels that we've been given, that we've given ourselves, that have manifested in our life. And one of the labels that has, or two of the labels that have been given to me from other adults, uh, you know, growing up, whether it was my parents or teachers or whoever it was, daycare people, um, caretakers, nannies, was, you know, Catherine is shy and Catherine is very introverted. Um, and so that has manifested, you know, even though I am technically, like if I were, I've taken the Myers-Briggs personality type test, quiz, whatever you want to call it, like 20 times and each time has never changed. My personality has never changed since I first came across Myers-Briggs to up until now. I just took it recently again because I'm like, I feel like I'm changing. I feel like I'm not as introverted as I used to be, but you know, my personality type is still the same and it's INTJ. And even though I am an introvert, I decided about a year ago, almost exactly, that I would stop telling myself that story, that I would stop be. I would stop um, being limited by my personality type. So even though my personality type says that I'm like quiet and reserved and I'm very robotic, I'm not very emotional and like all these things that are said about INTJs, I decided to not be limited by that story. And I decided, you know, two, two and a half years ago now when I started this business that I would not be limited by the story of I am shy or I'm nervous or I'm scared or... Um, I'm like, a, you know, a tortoise hiding in its shell, um, or that I'm sheltered or anything like that. Like I didn't want to be limited by that story. And I realized just from all the mindset work that I've done over the, over the last years is that all of these stories that people have told you about you, that you have believed that you have, um, started to believe and have, you know, actively believe today, it's all manifest. It's also self-fulfilling prophecies. Um, they have all manifested in just, just by simply believing them and you can change your story. You know, you're not your label. You're not your personality. You're not your limiting beliefs. You're not be your behaviors or habits. I think that so many people, um, say, you know, like I'm sad, right? And just by saying I am sad, you're identifying yourself with sadness. But I want to remind you that you are not sad. You just have a pattern of sadness. You are a human being experiencing the emotion of sadness. You are not sadness. You does not equal sadness. You are source expressing itself through the human experience. And by that nature, by that nature of your limitless, you can be whoever you want to be. And I remember last October um, walking into my first retreat and being like, oh my God, I'm about to live in a house of 15 women. And oh my God, like I'm, you know, there's so many people. I'm not going to be alone for seven days. Oh my God. I started panicking and I asked myself, you know, Catherine, is this who you want to be? Do you want to be limited by the story? Is this your story? Is this story serving you? You know, some stories are serving us and please develop the story that you need to tell yourself that's empowering you and that's actively creating your abundant and happy and fulfilled and uh, life of freedom and developing a successful business or a successful career or whatever it is, a successful relationship, successful families. Tell yourself that story, you know, story. There's nothing wrong with telling yourself a story. Just make sure it's not limiting you. But I remember asking myself, like, is this story empowering me or limiting me? And I realized, 
you know what? Just how I told myself when I was living on my grandma's couch that I'm going to prove to myself that I'm going to be my own success story and I'm going to prove to myself that manifestation works and I'm going to prove to myself that law of attraction works. I'm going to prove to myself that this is not my story and that I could change um, and become whoever it is that I want to become. And so for the, that day, um, I started telling myself a new story. I started telling myself, I love people. People energize me. I am outgoing. I am extroverted. Like I just started telling myself everything that I wanted to become that day. And it was funny how fast it manifested because that whole week at this live event that I was at and walking into my retreat, I was actually getting energized by people. You know, the story of people drain me all of a sudden didn't exist anymore. I wanted to be around other people. I wanted to socialize. I wanted to go out. I wanted to um, get to know more people. I wanted to talk with everyone. I wanted to be around, you know, loud energy. And it was so thrilling for me. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, I am not the story that I kept telling myself my whole life, that I was told my whole life. I can be whoever it is that I want to be. And And to give you guys a more extreme example... Brennan was diagnosed as bipolar when he was in college, in his freshman year of college. And for so long, he let that story limit him in so many ways. Like he thought that he was going to be a screw up for the rest of his life, not be able to function, not be able to focus, not be able to achieve the things that he wants to achieve because a doctor put down on a piece of paper that he's bipolar. And I remember we went to UPW in November of 2016 and as Brennan is watching Tony on stage and Tony runs around like a crazy person um and you know up and down the stairs up and down the stage and he just like runs marathons on that stage Brennan sent me a text after we were I don't remember what top I don't remember what Tony was saying what we were talking about what we were focusing on but all I remember is receiving a text message from Brennan And the text said, oh my God. And I was like, you know, I'm like so excited because this is my second event. I wanted to know all his insights. And I was like, oh my God, please text me all your breakthroughs. So I get a text and he says, oh my God. And I'm like, what, 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 tell me. And he's like, Tony, the way he's acting right now is so manic. Tony is a manic mofo, which means that this is not my weakness. This is my strength. My energy, my surges of energy and my ups and downs and everything in between is my freaking strength and I can ride on these strengths and I don't have to call myself bipolar. I can be whoever it is that I choose to be and all of these things that I've been labeled with and all of these weaknesses that these doctors have told me I have, I can reframe them into strengths. And this is my gift from the universe because he's like, I, because of this, I survive off of so much less sleep than the rest of the world. And because I survive off of so much less sleep, I can accomplish so much more. And he just got so freaking excited. And, you know, disclaimer for you guys, you know, I am not a health professional. He's not a health professional. You know, this, I'm just sharing a story of what Brennan has done in his experience. Don't take this as advice, please. Um, but he stopped taking medication from that day forward and he hasn't taken medication in two years. 
And so for him, finally, he broke free of that story and broke free of that label. And now he lives this life of freedom where he's no longer um, identifying himself as bipolar. And I think that's just so freaking cool. And that inspired me so much. And so every day from that point, from experiencing that myself and watching it, uh, trans, you know, watching Brennan transform every day, I ask myself, are there any stories I'm still telling myself that are limiting me? Are there any limiting beliefs that I think I am? Are there any, you know, habits or behaviors that I think that I can't control when really I can because I am source expressing itself through human form and I can be whoever I want to be and I can change things just by deciding that I am whoever I choose to be. And that's probably one of my favorite principles. Number 10, I'm almost done here. Give everything the meaning it would have to have in order for you to live an empowering life. Nothing in this world has meaning except for the meaning that you give it. Recognize all the ways that life has, hap life has been happening for you. And again, this one's self-explanatory, but it's so key and so important. Honestly, has a lot to do with number nine. But like everything in your life, if you choose to give it an empowering meaning, you will see that everything, every negative thing, every positive thing, every up and every down has got you to where you are today. And I think that's such a beautiful thing um, in that every single day, everything that happens to you, when you look back, you can see how it happened for you. You can see all of the gifts and every single down and every single negative turn and every single twist and everything that you thought was, wasn't going your way at some point and when you thought the world was coming to an end and when you thought you were in a tunnel and unable to see the light, how in the end, when you look back today, you can see, if you choose to give it an empowering meaning, of course, that it all happened for you and it was all a gift from the universe. And every single day, you know, if you live your life as if everything is happening for you, as if the entire universe is conspiring in your favor, if you live your life expecting the best to always happen, even if it might not look like it's, it's the best yet, but just knowing that that's how it's going to turn out in the end, like you will live an unstoppable, happy, free life filled with this inner peace, just knowing and, and, and having certainty within yourself and having certainty in your purpose and having certainty in where you're going. This is how you build certainty is from principle number 10. And then number 11 is one that I came up with when I was living on my grandma's couch, which is your current location is not your final destination. Every day can be the beginning of a new journey. You have the chance to start over every single time you open your eyes. And this is how, when I say ignore your current reality, this is what I mean. It's knowing that wherever you are, when I was on my grandma's couch and opening my eyes and seeing that I'm still on my grandma's couch and looking at my bank account and being like, okay, nothing much has moved yet. Nothing much has shifted yet, even though I'm actively working on myself. Just knowing that my current location is not my final destination and um, of course, I should have added here telling yourself that the best is yet to come and just knowing that every, every day that you wake up, if you see things in your reality that you don't like, you know, every day that you wake up, it's a chance to start over. You can choose to change things. You can make new decisions. You can have new insights. 
new ways of looking things, new perspectives, new appreciations. Every single day is your opportunity to start over. Like when you open your eyes, I see it as a new door that opened. And the people who choose to go back through the door that already closed, instead of looking at the door that, that's open and brand new and has a new reality within it, that's how you keep repeating the same reality over and over again, is if you keep going through the doors of the past and living in the past. So of course, nothing changes. Of course, it doesn't matter how many times you tell yourself affirmations or read self-help books or go to seminars. Like if you keep living in the past and keep going back through the doors of yesterday, you're going to get stuck in that pattern. That's going to be a cycle. That's going to be a broken record. That's what you're going to keep telling your subconscious mind to replay over and over and over and over again. So every morning that you wake up, start seeing it as a brand new door. Even if nothing has changed yet physically, know that wherever you are currently, your current location is not your final destination. And that the best is yet to come because you were given a brand new opportunity to open your eyes again and live a brand new reality. Number 12, which is the last one. And this was actually a favorite of so many of you um, based off of the comments that I saw which and the tags, which is number 12, put yourself out there even if it scares the daylights out of you. Someone out there is praying for you to share your message in the way that only you can. And I see so many entrepreneurs get held back by the fact that something's already been done before. You know, I see so many capable people who are bright lights in this universe who hold themselves back, who hold back insights and stories and experiences and all the things that they have learned simply because they see someone else already kind of delivering the same information, but they don't understand that the way that they're going to say it, even if two people have the same experience, two people have the same insights, two people have, um, you know, have the same, the same lessons to share, they're going to share it in completely different ways because we are all given our own unique voices, our own styles of speaking, our own gifts. And the way that you're going to deliver your gift, whatever it, it is that your gift is, is going to be completely different from anyone else. And there's actually my belief, and this is something that's helped me keep going and something that I've developed as my North Star, is that um, the way that the way that I deliver things is going to resonate with people who when hearing the same information from someone else isn't going to resonate with them um, as much as it is when I say it. And that my unique voice, there are people out there who are praying for me to deliver a message, even if it's been said before, because when they hear it from me, it's finally going to click. And the way that I develop this insight is based off of just noticing that there are so many things that I have heard in my life from various speakers, from various authors, from various um, people who, when I heard it from one specific person, you know, when I heard it from the 12th person, that's when it made sense. And I really resonated with the way that they said. And there are so many people praying for your message. They're praying for you to put yourself out there. And I know that putting yourself out there is really scary. And trust me, sometimes I run into the dark side of putting yourself out there. Sometimes I run into the haters and I run into the, the ugly threads and the we hate Catherine Zinkina and we hate Manifestation Babe stuff that 
Um, I wish I didn't see, but sometimes I do. You know, sometimes I'll run into negative reviews. Sometimes I'll run into someone will tell me something, you know, whatever it is. We don't even have to talk about it. But, you know, that's part of putting yourself out there, of course, because when you are really, truly putting yourself out there, when you are sharing your authentic truth, you're going to be polarizing to other people. You're going to piss some people off. And unless you're pissing people off, you're not actually putting yourself out there. So even though it's scary, you guys, you are going to develop this such insane, tight, tightly knit network of people who appreciate you and people who love you and people who are so grateful for your existence and so grateful for your experiences and so grateful for you putting yourself out there and they have your back. And it's just this beautiful thing that happens when you are polarizing, when you do put yourself out there, when you do hook up a, a, a microphone to your computer and push live on you know two different screens and just start talking whatever's on your heart. And even if you fuck up, you guys, like I am not this trained speaker, you know? In fact, that's a story that I've been telling myself a lot of my life is that I'm not a speaker, I'm a teacher. Um, you know, I, 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 for some reason, I never saw myself as the person like standing on stage with a microphone and delivering these very carefully articulated speeches. I always saw myself, and I think that this is pro- probably one of my strengths personally that I believe is that I just deliver information as if you're hearing it from a best friend, as if you're hearing it from a friend who really loves you, um, as if you're hearing it from a guide, as if you're hearing it at, from someone who isn't trying to be above you, isn't trying to carefully plan everything out and not make mistakes. And I just think that when you are your authentic self, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say the wrong thing sometimes. You're going to, you know, I, I look back on the video that I recorded last Wednesday and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot this important story or oh my God, I forgot this other thing and oh my God, I forgot this point. Why didn't I say that? And, you know, I just have to trust that everything is always going to come out at the right time in the right way and the right person's going to hear it. And I just want to remind you over and over again that there are people who are praying for you to say whatever it is that you need to say in the way that only you can say it. And you're going to change life. You're going to change lives with your voice, with your message, with your gift, with your product, with your inventions, with your ideas, with your writing, with your um, content, with your images, with your videos, whatever it is. I promise you there is an abundance of people who need your work and need it the way that only you can deliver it, okay? So those are my 12 principles. I am so super curious to hear, you know, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go ahead and screenshot this episode and let me know in your Insta story or whatever, wherever it is that you want to post it, what your favorite principle was. And um, maybe there's a principle that, you want to embody and you want to live and you want to be reminded of on a consistent basis that you think is going to help you and help change your life and help change your mindset, you know, which one would you write down on an index card or on a whiteboard and keep with you, keep within your wallet, keep within your pocket, put as the background to your computer, which oftentimes I have the background of my computer as my vision board. Um, you know, which, which of these principles would empower you to live your life at new heights? 
You know, any time that I veer off track or I stop focusing on what matters and what's truly important to me, I always go back to these 12. And these 12 are what keep me living and focusing on a happy and fulfilled life and help me just block out all the noise, all the various noise that's going around around me. And um, just any time, you know, I, I think of what I should be doing, you know, you always, you always, if you don't have your focus, if you don't have your blinders on and your focus like dead on on your outcome and dead on, dead spot on on your goals and your dreams and your visions, you're going to get a lot of, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, you should be doing this because you start watching other people and all of a sudden it's like, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. And this will help you focus on your musts. And this is what helps me focus on my musts. What must I focus on? How must I live my life? And I also encourage you to create your own. You know, what are some principles for your life that you want to be reminded of every single day on a consistent basis? So thank you guys so much for listening to this. Before I go, I wanted to invite you to a seven-day Money Mindset Makeover Bootcamp that I am hosting on September 24th. And get this. It's only $33, so the cost of the program, my Tapping into Massive Wealth program, I am hosting a bootcamp where you're going to get the program, you're going to get a Facebook group where all of us are going to come together and work through the, the videos every single day on how I use emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT, also known as tapping to release this energetic heaviness and negative emotions that are associated with the top seven most limiting beliefs that most people have around money and around their finances and their financial capabilities and their financial potential. I'm also giving you an intention setting worksheet. I am also doing a coaching call in a group at some point midweek. And I'm also giving daily journaling prompts in that group where I am going to give you a prompt that's going to help you completely make over your money mindset in just seven days. I'm going to post the link in the show notes. I have the link in my bio on Instagram. And those of you on Facebook right now, I'm going to post the link in Facebook too. And the boot camp starts on the 24th. And again, it is only $33, you guys. I want to give everyone an opportunity to join and to experience an entire seven-day money mindset makeover. So I hope I see you in there. I hope you join me. We're going to have a really good time. I love you guys so freaking much and hope you have an incredible, incredible rest of your week. As promised, I will be back to share another podcast episode before I leave for Seattle on Saturday on my top productivity hacks. I know I've already done a, a, an episode on kind of like my mindset of time and my time management, but I do have some additional productivity hacks that I think will really, really help you get more focused. Um, get more focused on what truly matters. Get more focused on your business. Get more focused on your family. Get more focused on the things that matter to you in your life. So that's coming too. All right, you guys, have an incredible week. Mwah. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep up with the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by searching at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.